All righty, people. So I'm here in Houston, H-Town. Um, uh, been doing my first podcast. Um, got a cold Coors Light, my La La Spa glass, because anybody who knows me knows that I am not a wine drinker. And this day is about me. So as I'm pouring my glass of beer here, um, you know, people have been asking me, why a podcast? And I'm like, shit, why not? With all the living we got going on, why wouldn't we want to share our good, bad, and ugly of what living looks like and maybe hopes that somebody else could maybe benefit from it, right? So initially I thought, let's make this um, about entrepreneurial, an entrepreneurial forum where people can kind of encourage each other on how to get the party started and then something hit me. I was like, you know what? The good, bad, and ugly is in everything that we do. It's in living our life. I mean, it's we fail in everything that we do. Why wouldn't we want to talk about the good, bad, and ugly and fail forward? And what I mean about failing forward is that we would learn from our mistakes and, and kind of press on. We don't do the same thing over and over. Insanity doesn't work for anybody. So with that, I'm going to start my chill and beer drinking um whenever i think about just my life overall and the advice that people have given me it's like i think man advice and opinions are like assholes right everybody's got one but i'm more open to listen to somebody who's got some skin in the game somebody who's been there done that who's had some struggle shit just somebody who's had some straight up experience that's who, excuse me, that's actually who I'm going to listen to. So even if you have failed, I'm good with the failure. I'm going to learn from your failure. So my hopes for this forum are that you um, would be able to see, hear, that this would be a relatable content um, to not only just your personal life, but your business life as well. Uh, so like with any place to start, I'm going to start talking um, a little bit about myself and give you my why and as you're tuned in I want you to really hear and listen and feel for what the outcome of what hard work um, guts and sometimes just plain luck will take you on the ride of a roller coaster um, I actually don't call it luck for me I call it favor uh, years ago my pastor said to me, he said, you know, Sally, he says, you've got the gift of favor. You have the opportunity to change the environment when you get there. And I want to use it for good. So, you know, this is my truth. You don't have to buy into it. It doesn't have to be real for you. But I hope that you would maybe take pieces of it and it could help you or you could apply it or not. So again, my name is Sally Olivas. In uh, eight days, I'm going to be 53 years old. Um, I'm not like most women that, you know, we don't talk about our age, whatever I do. And yes, I get Botox and I got it like what, 10 days ago, live on Facebook. And, you know, I'm not hiding, you know, I can still move my forehead. Can you see it? <laughs> anyway, I have, uh, three kids. I'm a mother, uh, ages 24, 23, and 21, Johnny, Stefan, and Chessie. Um, the gift of my biggest gift is the gift of uh, being able to be a mom. Um, 
I'm in absolute lust and love with my Weddell, light skin. That's what Weddell means, light skin, white. Uh, Bob Stachowiak, crazy, crazy hockey guy um, with the best legs ever. <laughs> I tell people, I said, you know, um, you don't have to have all your teeth. You just have to have a great pair of legs, and I'm all over it. Um, so, again, being somebody's mother, somebody's significant other, I'm going to kind of get all my notes here. Um, I am a stepmom to two amazing adult kids, um, and we have three dogs and a cat that we actually inherited when my daughter came home from college. Um, sorry, guys, I'm trying to stay on track here. So when I started thinking about this podcast, right, I'm kind of going back to, to my truth. I, I thought about, man, maybe I should call my mom and give her a heads up. You know, I don't want her to, to be embarrassed or, or get her feelings hurt or, or just feel bad about what I'm doing here, you know, but because I think that, you know, in order to reach somebody, you have to be able to share your truth. You have to be able to share your story and in spite of what anybody else or everybody else. Um, another thing that I learned early on was that, you know, humility will take you forever. I mean, it is like what I get up with, I go to bed with. I mean, I, I truly walk in the fact that there's always going to be somebody younger, prettier, thinner, more athletic, with more money, more anything than me. And, and I get that really from my mom. So I don't want this to be a place where she would be embarrassed, but I think it's a, a place where I need to share this with you guys. Um, I was born and raised in California, and I was raised by my dad's mother, my grandmother. Uh, my father um, got hurt at a, at a really young age, um, hurt his back. I believe he was driving a car. And... <clears throat> He was in and out of hospitals, just trying to find how he had hurt his back. I mean, he was just in so much back pain for many, 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 the whole, all his life. Um, and they could never really find the source, and he ended up on pain medication, which then led to heroin abuse. And to the day he died, you know, he really had that monkey on his back of heroin addiction. Um, my mom true to her word, took her vows and the love of her life and her soulmate and, you know, left us with my grandmother in hopes of helping him. You know, it's, it's till death do you part. I mean, it's, it's, you, you do the hard work. And she did all she could do for him, um, left us with my grandmother, and we were raised in San Bernardino, California, in Verdugo, where you had a lot of gangs, you had theft, corruption, you know, all these Hispanic dudes with all, like, the tattoo on their stomach of their, the street they die for that they would never own. Um, and about the time that I turned nine years old, my dad had kind of gotten his shit together. My mom was, you know, still working on him, and she says, you know what? I'm getting you girls, and we're going to Texas. We're going to go with my family. So... Um, we moved to Texas, and probably about the age of 15, my mom was like, you know what, I just can't do it anymore. So divorced my dad, 
we were actually um, glad about it, right? So, Terrell, if you go back to that one picture, I don't know if you could see where this is the Verdugo. There was like a huge government housing project here. I mean, I went to Google Maps and I was trying to pull down like where I lived. And um, you can see that they've like boarded up the windows and, and I wanted to hit here and stop here for a minute because there's a lot of us that come from nothing. And I don't want you to ever buy the lie and think that there's not more for you or that it's not attainable for you. It is out there for all of us. But again, kind of going back to the beginning of the podcast, it takes a lot of work, guts, luck, and favor to get your way to where it is that you need to be your, your future. So again, um, so we moved to Midland, Texas. Um, I uh, worked at night, went to school during the day and worked at night cleaning office buildings. Uh, back then, uh, you could actually smoke at work. You could, um, I would go at night after school and clean out um, ashtrays, dust, vacuum, clean out the main um, bathroom on the main floor. And from that, I was able to purchase my car and a bedroom set. So at 16, I thought, you know what? I think my mom needs to do her. She was still really young and I wanted her to have a life outside of us and you know having divorced my dad so I actually moved out I got my own apartment um, I stayed in school um, I ended up leaving the cleaning the office buildings at night and I worked at a little Mexican restaurant at night um, after school and there was this one lady um, that used to come in all the time her husband was in oil and gas and she always had the most beautiful fingernails on. Of course, they were acrylic. And she would come in, shoot the shit with me. She was lonely. And for my birthday, she uh, paid for me to get my nails done. And boy, I got a hold of that, fell in love with the beauty business. And it goes to show you, I was working at a little Mexican restaurant, had my own place, I'm 16, going to beauty school. I mean, ended up going to beauty school because of this lady. I mean, so what are the odds that she comes in, I fall in love with it, and I'm like, shit, I don't have any money to keep this up. But I did it and ended up going to beauty school, loved every single minute of it, um, worked for a very high-end uh, Papagallo in Midland, Texas. Um, Sally Wheeler hired me, gave me a chance, and I took every bit of that and ran with it and did very well in that industry until I got married at 21. So 21, we get four months later, we're relocated to Houston. Um, again, worked in the beauty industry when I got here. I had my first child at 28 and started my first real entrepreneurial business when my daughter was 18 months old, which was my last child. Head lice at school, Montessori school. And they used to um, put all of their sleeping bags on top of one another. So everybody at the school got head lice. So, of course, you have a daughter, my only daughter, my last child. We are not cutting this little girl's hair. We are going to treat it, and we're going to sit there every day until we get all these head lice out. So I ended up going to Walmart, and I bought this purple or this blue fabric, and I 
sewed this, I called it a nap in a sack. And I had this little pillow pocket. I made a little pillow that went in there. And that was her sleeping environment. I made a little bag. I had her name embroidered on it with the big pink bow. And she could make that bed herself. And I hung it on a hook at the Montessori school. Fast forward, these ended up, I hired Mexican women in my game room. I had about six women sewing. My vacuum cleaners couldn't even keep up. They were just going to heck. Um, ended up manufacturing these in Pakistan and selling them to preschools uh, with their logo. They could choose their fabric, um, their ribbon, but before I could even sell them, I mean, buy them, they were selling them. Ended, I mean, it was just, again, one of those kinds of things. Sold that company, and then shit hit the fan. My husband lost his job, and I had to go get a real job with medical benefits. Um, I became the caregiver, the main provider for our family. So I went to work for a staffing company. Guys, I didn't know anything about staffing, but what I did know was people and that we're all just people. So I'd go on these, it was an IT staffing company. So I'd go on these meetings and I would tell these guys, I mean, it, there was um, Enron, Marathon Oil, Air Liquide, and I'd go on these meetings and I'm like, guys, I do not even know anything about the oil and gas, IT, whatever this industry, I'm new to the business. Tell me so I can learn. And these people were just sharing everything I needed to know. They were for me. And I learned as much as I could. I had a staffing uh, IT recruiters behind me that filled all of those positions. I was super, super successful. Um, so successful that I went to the owner of the company a bit after I had been there quite a bit. And I asked him if he would consider me becoming a partner in his company that I had done this, 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 and this, that I, and I seriously, I thought he'd see the value. He says to me, he goes, you know what, Sally? He goes, do you really think that it is you that's opening up these doors to this, um, that you walk into that's giving you all these wonderful benefits, uh, sa um, commission, salaries, whatever? He goes, it's the name of my company that opens that door for you. And I was taken aback because he didn't ha give me any credit for going out there and doing the hard work and learning and representing his company. So I gave him my two weeks. Remember guys, husband's unemployed. I'm here, I'm giving my two weeks. I said, I'm giving you my two weeks. I will honor my one year non-compete. But when that one year is up, I'm coming back to get my accounts. And I did it. I handwritten people, handwritten cards to everybody, all my clients. You know, that's the, the art that we forget, that people still give a shit. They don't just want a text. You know, it's that handwritten, I took the time to do this for you. Um, wrote them all, hey, I'm honoring my one-year compete. That showed integrity. I'm not trying to steal his business, but in a year from now, I'd love to, for you to come back. And I did. I went and got them all, started my own company, uh, did super, super well in the staffing company. Uh, it was Generation IT. We were a woman, minority-owned company. Um, super, super fantastic. Learned a lot. Then, um, I don't know if you remember, but Monster.com came on board. 
Monster.com started taking uh, recruiting companies, IT companies, just out of business. Why did you have to use a staffing company? Monster.com was the staffing company. Everybody was going to it. So I thought, you know what? Let's revisit. Let's retool and let's stay in the game and let's go after these companies that have hardtofilljobs.com. So the company totally took another curve. We started hardtofilljobs.com. It was a place where a lot of the these companies like underwater drilling, whatever, would post their jobs there. And then we would go out and let all the other staffing companies fill it. We did that for a bit until we were at a procurement function in uh, the Houston Minority Business Council. And I was giving a presentation and somebody from the waste industry says, hey, would your staffing um software work for blue collar and the first thing i said i go absolutely why not i i had no idea if that was going to work in blue collar but shit i fake it till i make it i'm like yeah it does we can we can make it work we've got coders on the back end that can get it done for you so yeah absolutely long story short they um, partnered me with another minority-owned company that had waste experience, and we created another venture called Generation VMX where we would manage all of the blue-collar workers that were on um, the, the back of the garbage trucks, at the recycling facilities, I mean, all of it. So the other part I learned in that venture was that the wrong partners can put you out of business, right? We were a minority-owned company. I'm as Latina as they come. My business uh, partners were as black as, they, as I am uh, Latina. But we're sitting in front of uh, corporate America that's American Anglo. They do not, did not want, and men, they did not want women, minority women on top of it, sitting in front of their you know, boardroom talking about how we're getting paid and how we're going to roll this out. So my advice was let's hire a white or Italian man, give him a hefty um, spending budget and let him go take these dudes to these topless bars. I don't care what. Let's let's get paid. But my partners didn't want to do it. Company went to shit. It was over. So when things go over, what do you do? You retool. Um, you just don't lay down and it's never over. So went into new home sales. I remember going into, actually it was um, Mike Beckett. Um, he was with Newmark Homes and my husband was uh, coaching Little League. And we're in San Antonio and he says, Sally, didn't you just sell your company, uh, your nap in a sack, you know, whatever? He goes, you know what, what are you thinking about doing? I go, you know what, Mike, I have no idea, but... You know, I got to get paid. You know, whatever I do, I got to get paid. I'm money motivated. He was like, no problem. He goes, you should look into new home sales. And I was like, so what do they do? So he explains to me, they make 2% of the final sales price. He goes, you know, the lady, I was building a house at the time. He says, that lady makes 2% of whatever the final sales price. I was like, man, and she sucked. Can you imagine how much I would make if I was better than her? I just have to be a little better than her. So he sends me all the information, and I start doing my homework, and then I start thinking, wait a minute. The, comp the 
place that he was wanting me to go work sold like $80,000 houses. So 2% of 80,000, I'm like, hmm. I go, you know what? So I start, I go on to monster.com and I'm like, you know what? Shit, if I can make 2% in this business, why wouldn't I sell a $500,000 house? Why am I gonna start small, you know, or, or in a lower uh, price point? And I was telling my husband, I go, I found a company that says they're hiring a diamond in the rough. And, um, but they, they're looking for five years experience. He was so mad. He goes, you know what, Sally? He goes, you have this guy that's giving you this job. You gotta crawl before you can walk. He goes, and here you're trying to already like move on and go look at like bigger, better. He goes, come on now, think about it. And you know what, I remember saying, you know what, my daddy that owns it all, that if God wants me to have this job, he'll open that door for me. I'm not gonna think small. Not that I wasn't grateful for that opportunity, but I'm going big, I'm gonna go get this job. So I don't know if it was more out of spite or whatever, but I put my resume together, I submitted it and I went for it. And I remember submitting it like on a Thursday and on a Friday, they hadn't called me back. And so I call them and I'm like, um, hey, I'm just following up on my resume. Monday comes, nobody calls me back. And I'm like, hey, I went up to the office. Hey, I brought a hard copy of my resume. Finally, I get a hold of the main recruiter. He goes, you know what? You have no industry experience. I did see your resume, but you know what? I love the fact that you didn't quit, that you're following up. Come meet me. So it's like raining, like crazy. I had long hair, curly, whatever. Car was out of freaking gas. I'm like, shit. Needless to say, I had to stop put gas, I'm 15 minutes late, hair's out to here, and I walk in, I mispronounced his name, and I still, he's like, you know what, I love that you're real, I love, you know, whatever, he's like, I I'm gonna put you through to the next round. He goes, I think that even though you don't have any industry experience, you've been a business owner, and all this selling houses and stuff, it's, it's just owning your own business. Puts me through. I call the vice president of sales. I go, listen, great news. I got through to the next round, which you're it. And I can meet you anytime. I know you're busy. I can come up there. I can bring you lunch. I can come early. I could take you to breakfast, whatever. Call me anytime I'm available. I just sold my company. So he calls me and he says, hey, I got your message. Um, my name is Kevin Wiederhold. And um, I am you know, the vice president for David Powers Homes. And I'd love to um, interview you. I go. Anytime I can come, again, the same old thing. Anytime I can come anywhere, whatever, whatever. He goes, how about Tuesday at 2? I go, ooh, anytime but Tuesday at 2. And he was just silent, just quiet. I go, I'm kidding. Dude, I got that job. Nailed it. Went to work for David Powers Homes. Loved every single minute about it. Laughed all the way to the bank. Was probably his last salesperson standing when he went out of business, but it was a, a ride of a lifetime working for him selling a high-end luxury product. So he goes under, I get my real estate license. I'm doing a little bit of real estate. I decided, you know what? I'm gonna open up a relocation company. I wanna help people who have never lived in the United States, how they get here, reload here with their language barriers, everything. I started that company 
and it wasn't going like I had thought. I thought that would be a great break-in niche. You know, wasn't a great break-in niche. But one of the realtors that I used to work with, she says, hey, I got a lead uh, for a rental property. If you want to go and take them to go see it, you know, I'll give you, you know, throw me a bone. So I'm looking at the the paperwork that's sent over, and I'm like, dude, this is a freaking uh, – CFO of an oil company turn around go back home I got dolled up um, and I went on that meeting and I had all my relocation package whatever and I show up and I'm like listen I see that you work for this um, that you're reloading here you know tell me a little bit about who's got you who's bringing you here why you're coming you know why are you leasing why are you not buying you know I own a relocation company guys to this day, I am still relocating for this small oil and gas company because I got dolled up, I went back, and I asked for the business. So it's still going. I still um, uh, staff for them. I mean, I'm moving all their people, moving from Utah to Colorado, from Colorado to Midland, Texas. I'm that first call. So that business is still going. Then... All of a sudden, Toll Brothers comes knocking on the door. Hey, Sally, you know, we're thinking about opening up a new home sales in Sugarland. Would you like to come and work for us? High-end luxury, Toll Brothers, publicly held company? Yes. I was struggling. Um, you know, even though I was hustling, right? I've still got the companies going. I'm doing some real estate, got my reload. It was keeping the lights on, but the market was just shit. 2008, everything went to hell. 2010, Toll Brothers comes knocking. I jumped, took the opportunity, uh, started with them in 2010 to 2016. Um, an amazing, amazing ride. I probably, um, I, I mean, I didn't probably. I made a ton of money, bought some rental properties, investments, you know, paid off some of my house's cash. My cars were paid off. I mean, I took, got myself in a good place uh, working for toll until, and I want you to hear this, guys, because there's going to be a whole other podcast on something called brownout. It is a real, real bad, bad shit. It's called brownout. Brownout is what happened for me with toll. I'm making great, great money, um, loving what I'm doing. But apparently I was loving and doing too well, so much so that uh, our division here in Houston gets a call and says, whoa, who is Sally Olivas and why is this salesperson making so much money? I mean, it was a red flag. If I'm making that kind of money, what kind of money are you making? So it brought up a red flag at corporate. They call me in. Basically, it was a demoted. They demoted me. And the division president at the time, I love him and I still love the leadership today, but I just don't uh, agree with um, the way they handled that part of their business, right? Um, so I, I'm sitting there and they're like, we're going to have to cut your commission. You're making too much money, you know, and I'm like, I'm being demoted. I mean, the sky's the limit in sales. That's why we're there. I don't mind working seven days a week because I was getting paid. So I, um, resigned I was able to take $250,000 with me and I had to leave the $250,000 that was still on my books there 
But you know what? When somebody is browned out, you're out. You don't care. You gotta take care of your people. Uh, corporate America, business owners, it's not you first. Pay the people that are your front line making you your money. I mean, I'll get into that a little further on because now I'm a front end business owner there. So Lev Toll Brothers took that money, opened up a staging company. Heck, I'm already in the building business, you know, working for builders. I started a staging company. I had gotten a staging certification years ago. You know, staged, actually, home, uh, Toll Brothers became one of my clients. Um, Toll Brothers, Pulte, Dries, Darling, uh, many other uh, builders. We were staging and, you know, we still own um, the staging company today. It's kind of taken a little backseat because I'm a little more focused on where my, um, the Lala Spa, which is behind me. Um, so, uh, Home Builders Portal, that is another company that I started um, that was mainly for a glorified Dropbox, like HIPAA. Um, all your... Uh, when you're building a home, there's so many things, guys, that need to be put into these files so that are accessible to both you and your clients. Um, and that was a no-go. It just, it went to shit. It was, it, again, entrepreneurs, you don't get it right the first time. That's okay. I'm not afraid to fail. It's what I learned in that failure that makes me better the next time. So I can lose money. I tell people, I go, I'm, I'm old enough to know better and I'm you know, kind of young enough to, to start over. I, I'm not afraid to take the risks. Most entrepreneurs are not. We're nowhere near the box. And when the box doesn't work, we go at, to a different box. So today, I am uh, the owner of the Lala Spa. We are, um, God, nine months in the making here, guys. And it's been like a bedridden pregnancy. Um, and it's my first time to actually have something that's a storefront right where i can sell a house i can stage a house i can i can do this 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 but i'm, I'm in control i'm the asset i am you you know sally's gonna do it if sally said sally's gonna do it with this type of venture you know i i have to count on everybody who's working with me for me you know i can't be everything for everybody so this is one of my biggest uh, challenges um, even in our first six months of business we've had to retool um, hired a marketing company out of uh, Fort Collins Colorado um, and they're like Sally damn ooh la 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 shista that is a freaking mouthful just try querying that on dot com I mean where is it o-h-l-a-l-a-l-a -L -L -A -L -A. I mean we have to rebrand this so six months ago or three months ago, we rebranded. We are now the Lala Spa. Why? Because it's easy to say the lalaspa.com and to put it into a, a search. And and I opened up this um, spa thinking we would just be a lash spa because there is some good money in lashes, people. I don't know if you can see these, what I have on right here. <laughs> but um, you have to maintenance them every two weeks. You have to come in and get your refills um, and then I started thinking, you know what, why am I going to spend all this money on opening up this lash ball? I mean, what if I could cater to somebody wanting to get their nails, their facials, 
you know, permanent cosmetic, lash perms, body contouring. I mean, I'm going to get somebody that maybe wouldn't do lashes to do something else. So rebranded, brought in, hired some really strong people that I thought were strong. They interviewed strong. Within those first, you know, 90 days, not so strong. Cut them. I think I've been through six employees, and we've been open nine months. Um, so my whole thing with this was I wanted people to come into this spa, our spa. I wanted them to have an experience. I wanted them to have a clean, sanitary um, environment that you weren't going to leave there with something that you didn't come in with. I mean, there's people doing lashes in nail salons, people that aren't licensed. Uh, we are all licensed cosmetologists. We've got um, the best products, the best brand. We have our own skin cocktail line of facial products. I wanted our clients to know that they matter, their services matter, and that they would come here and leave having made a friend. Um, I'm right now just interviewing, got a new girl that's starting um, this week. I'm interviewing. We're now maybe going to start offering hair, do one of the rooms for, for just hair. Uh, we, want, we want it to be a one-stop shop for you guys and girls to come in and just, you know, experience the la-la. Um, so let me see here. One other thing that we're going to be doing on these podcasts is um, – Whoever our presenter is for the month or these couple of weeks, we're going to host uh, monthly mixers at the Lala Spa. So you guys can come out and meet whoever was sitting right here. Me, myself, and I, like today, now you know me. You know you know that my good, bad, and ugly, you can hopefully relate to me. You come out, you have any questions. If there's anything you want to know about me or, um, or about anything that I've talked about today, you can Facebook Messenger me at um, Ugly Success. We're the only Ugly Success on Facebook um, or UglySuccess.com. You can reach out to me there. Um, so if you'd like to be a guest on one of our podcasts, um, one of the great things, guys, about a podcast is that, you know, everybody has something uh, that they want to say. They shit i mean you could be a freaking dude working in a bowling alley uh that you have a foot fetish and you're gonna smell bowling shoes and there's a podcast out there somebody that would actually want to listen to you not me but somebody would want to listen to you so um you know find us on facebook uh find us on on our website um and we'll get back to you. Let us know a little bit about yourself and why we would want to have you on the show. We can go Skype. You don't have to be local. I've gotten so many uh, private messengers from people that are like, you know, I'd really like to hear about this, um, about same-sex couples that are successfully raising their families. Um, millennials, shit. It's not easy. You know, it's work. You know, it's not lazy. Or, you know, somebody having to uh, now taking care of their parents. It's their turn, you know. How do you take care of an elderly parent, you know, or whiny parent or whatever the case may be, guys. We're going to be talking about all of it. There's, It's all worthy of having conversation about. And you don't even have to agree with it, but you can tune in, listen. 
this was actually new to me. I thought podcasts were really just where you would hear somebody and tune in, whatever. The fact that we're actually like right here and you're seeing me um, is actually kind of intimidating, but awesome as well. Um, so this um, October 26th, Saturday, we are actually having a Botox event at the Lala Spa. If y'all want to come on out, I'll be there. Um, and um, we offer, you know, champagne, wine, mimosas. The Botox is by appointment only. Um, all of our team is our, our team is there. Our esthetician talking about our body contouring. Uh, we've got just a lot of fantastic things going on at the spa. So I would love to see you guys come out and 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 visit us. So with that, um, I'm going to leave you with this. The humility. There's always going to be somebody younger, thinner, prettier, more athletic than you. And if you ever have to be less so that you're someone can feel like they're more, don't do it to yourself. I'm out. <laughs>